Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Pastor Bart here at Second Half Ministry. I'm, I'm excited about today. I'm excited to share this word with you today. Uh, whenever it is, you may be listening to this. We're so excited for the podcast and the different uh, venues we were just talking about, how they give us the opportunity to spread the gospel. And hey, that's the Great Commission. Come on, somebody. We're called to go into ye all the world and spread the gospel in any, any way we can do it. A lot of these platforms, um, social media, I know that uh, the enemy attacks and, and a lot of evil stuff happens on them. But man, we as the church, not a church building, but each and every one of us, it's our responsibility to be the church and put the devil on the run. Come on, somebody. He who the sun sets free is free indeed. Today, I want to share probably <clears throat> one of the my favorite messages that I've ever preached. Uh, I preached it a couple years ago, and um, and it's just a, it's it's a message that, that that I'm always working on, and and I've I've titled it. You know, you could title it a lot of different stuff, but because of the story that I'm going to use today, I, I titled this message. And this day we sailed on, and I want to encourage you this uh, this morning, this afternoon, this evening, whenever it is that you're watching this, the greatest thing you could ever do, the the greatest thing that I've ever done. In the middle of my pits, in the middle of my valleys, it's standing up and saying, you know, and, and this day I'm going to sell on. I, I know things is, isn't going right, and, and I know my back's against the wall, and I know that the water looks turbulent, but today I'm going to sell on. I want you to say that with me this morning, and I just want to pray. I feel the Holy Spirit. Father God... <clears throat> Let your spirit move freely today through the word, through the word of God. Father God, I pray that as I deliver this message, that people under the sound of my voice would not just hear it, but become doers of it. You've created us, Father God, not, 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 not as challengers, but as champions. We, we're fighting from victory, not for victory. And Father God, I pray today that you would use me on this day, that today, that whenever they may be watching this, that you would... Use your word and use me as the empty earthen vessel to portray the fact to each and everybody that would hear, watch, listen, whatever it is to this, that they would be encouraged to just sail on. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> In the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 9 and verse 11 Solomon wrote, the great King Solomon wrote in his latter years, he, he said, I returned and, and saw under the sun, listen, that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor of men of skill, but time and chance happened to them all. He said, the race is not to the swift, nor, nor the battle to the strong. And time and chance happen to them all. And in Matthew 10, verse 22, it says this. It says, And you shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But he that endureth to the end shall be saved. That's, that's the gospel, uh, everybody. That, that's the Bible. That, that's the Bible right there. You want to know? How you make heaven, he that endureth to the end shall be saved. How do, you, how do you endure? You sell on. No matter what the circumstance, no matter what the situation, 
no matter what's what what's going on in your life, no matter the uh, attack that the enemy is plotting against you, no matter what people saying about you on Facebook, no matter what people saying about you in the church, no matter what, you refuse to turn back, you refuse to give up, you refuse to give in. You have a relationship with God, an intimate, a functional, a vibrant relationship, and you can speak to the Father through the Son and say, "Hey." This day here, I will sail on. When I talk about sailing, I'm reminded of a book I read, and it had the diary of Christopher Columbus. <clears throat> it was written by Bart, Bart, Bart Alibi, not, not Bart, but Bart Alibi de las Casas. And, and the Bible was, and the, not the Bible, but the book was called The, the Diary of Christopher Columbus, First Voyage to America. <clears throat> now, this, this book is a very interesting, it's a very intriguing account, y'all, uh, of, of the Nina, the Pinta, the San, and the Santa Maria from Spain to what he thought to be the Indies. And th this is Christopher Columbus, and we've all heard of the Mayflower, but there's all these other boats involved. The Nina, the Pinta, the Santa Maria, <clears throat> and they left from Spain heading to what they thought was going to be the Indies. But what Christopher Columbus did, this, this book is more or less a, a compilation of his, of his entries of it, that he did in a daily journal. And, and I'm just going to, re, I'm going to read a few of them. On, on Friday, <clears throat> excuse me, Friday, August 3rd, 1492, this is what it says. It says, Christopher Columbus wrote this. He said, we departed the third day of August, the year 1492, from the bar, bar of Saltees at the eighth hour. We went south with a strong sea breeze, 60 miles, which is 15 leagues, until sunset. Afterward to the southwest and south by west, which was the route for the Canaries. Then in Saturday, August 4th, he said they went southwest by south. Then Tuesday, August 7th, check this out. No, I'm going to go ahead. Monday, August 6th, here's what he wrote. The rudder of the Penta broke, and the men began to fight and argue. Finally, they made between day and night 29 leagues, and this day we sailed on. Then Tuesday, August 7th, it said this. The rudder again jumped its fastenings, but this day we traveled 25 leagues, and this day we sailed on. Wednesday, August 8, he wrote, We would have liked to go to Grand Can Canaria to leave the badly damaged Pinta because she leaked badly and had a damaged rudder, but we were not able to reach it that day. But this day, we sailed on. Thursday, August 9th, uh, uh, we reached Grand Canaria and fixed the ship. In, in spite of adverse circumstances and repeated problems, this day, we sailed on. August, or September, I'm sorry, September 7th, his diary states, all of Friday and on Saturday and until the third hour of the night, we were in very light wind, not much was happening, but this day we sailed on. Thursday, I'm going to skip over to a Saturday, September 15th, listen to what it says. It says, they sailed that day and night 27 leagues and a few more on their route west, and on this night, at the beginning of it, they saw a marvelous branch of fire fall from the sky into the sea, distant from them four or five leagues. And this day, 
we sailed on Monday, September 17th. <clears throat> he sailed on his route west and made day and night somewhat more than 50 leagues. The current was greatly helping him, so this day we sailed on. Friday, September 21st, the day was mostly calm and later some wind. They made between day and night no more than 13 leagues, some of it on course and some not, but this day we sailed on. On August 5th, <clears throat> Wednesday, September 26th, they thought they saw land and spent an entire day traveling towards it, only to discover that it was sky, but this day they sailed on. That's just a few entries from the diary of Christopher Columbus on his journey to what we now call America. And the thing that intrigues me the most about this is no matter what happened, no matter with all these ships and with all these people, how many people know when you get a lot of people in a house, especially men, how many knows they like to get ar the arguments start to happen, uh, somebody wants to get in the shower first, whatever it may be. The thing that intrigues me the most about, about the diary of Christopher Columbus is no matter what the day brought, at the end of practically every day, this is how he finished it. And this day, we sailed on. When I read that diary and when I read that book, I thought, you know what, this is a portrait of the life of a Christian. Because when we accept Jesus Christ as Lord of our life and, 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 and we become saved and, and set free, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, that we become a new creature in Christ. Old things passed away and all things become new. But how many know with, with things coming new, when you're sailing into new territory, how many know there's always going to be circumstances? There, there's always going to be situations. There's always going to be a, a turmoil. There's always going to be turbulence. There's always going to be something. But at the end of each day, as a Christian, we can write into our journal and we can boldly say, in this day, I sailed on. Some days, nothing happens. Some days in life, they're uneventful. They're, they're, they're mundane. But at the end of the day, the important part is, as a Christian, we're not fighting for victory. We're fighting from victory. At the end of the day, the most important thing that we could log into our brain, into our journal, is in this day, we sell on. In, in, in this story, there, there's many days when the only entry in the journal of Christopher Columbus was, and it said, and we sailed westward on our course today. See, we're on a course, folks. We're on a course that's laid out before us. The Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. We're on a course. God already has a plan for our life. God already has a purpose for our life. So many times I see people getting their purpose mixed up with their position. Oh, come on now. It, it's not so much about position as it is purpose. Uh, some days they sailed in, in these entries and the sea was calm. It was peaceful. And that day is, they sailed on. Some days the storms roared and I can imagine waves overtaking them and, and problems in the ship and, and men bickering and moaning and fussing and fighting. But at the end of each day, they made it to their destination. Why? Because they didn't give up. They didn't quit because they sailed on. Something possessed Christopher Columbus. A vision of what could be. A sense of purpose. 
whatever it was that, that, that drove him, something drove him in, in the face of adversity, in the face of boredom, in the, in the face of difficulty, in the face of, of having to fight against his own crew, in the face of disappointments. And at the end of each day, the man had the gall to sit down, probably when he was having a little bit of peace, and enter into his journal. And this day, we sailed on. It wasn't easy. It's not easy. It's not going to get easy. But in this day, we sailed on. Listen to me. The story tells us he suffered setbacks. But how did he reach his destination? He sailed on. We didn't really get to where we wanted to go today. But at the end of the day, we sailed on. And as long as we keep sailing, even though we may not reach our destination each day, if we begin to sail tomorrow morning, then we'll reach it. We took on water today, it said, but, but we sailed on. We got a little off of course, but we sailed on. It even says we chased after land that wasn't there. We got there. We got to where we thought the land was going to be, and it, it wasn't there. But at the end of the day, we sailed on. We sailed on. <clears throat> You know, it takes me to the story of Joseph. I find it interesting that when Joseph was given his brothers for a particular journey, uh, instructions for a journey, he, did, he didn't feel compelled. He didn't feel uh, it necessary to tell them, be careful with the riches. Be sure not to get your clothes dirty. Be sure not to waste the food. The only thing he said to them was this, be sure that you fall not out by the way. And I feel uh, over the, the years of eternity and, and what's in the past and the present and the future, I feel the voice of God saying this to us today, just like it said in the Bible. Just like Joseph said, he said, be sure that you fall not out by the way. The gifts and the raiments and the food and the wagons would, would be useless, is what Joseph was saying. All the stuff that they had would be useless <coughs> if the brothers got sidetracked and, and never made it to Canaan. The gifts and the raiments and the food would take care of themselves if his brothers just got them to Jacob. The most important part of this mission was that Joseph's brothers got to where they were supposed to go without getting sidetracked. Now, I'm sure... They encountered some sandstorms, but they pressed on. They kept going. I'm sure they encountered resistance, but they pressed on. They kept going. I'm sure they got tired along the way and wanted to quit, but they, they, they pressed on. I'm sure that, that they've looked all around, and, and I know they, they faced temptation in the face, and, and they, they begin to say, uh, why, why do we want to make the effort to go all the way back to Canaan? When all we ever have need of is right here. We got the raiments. We got the food. We got everything. We got the silver. Come on, we got the gold. We got the clothing. We got food enough to last us a long time. Let's just settle here and enjoy the gifts of the king. But they didn't say that. They pressed on. As brothers, just like Christopher Columbus dealt with, on the way to America, I'm sure as brothers, they, they encountered, they fought 
Let's just say that they fought along the way, but they pressed on. Somehow they made it to daddy's house. And the Bible says in the book of Genesis, chapter 45, verse 27 through 28, it says, And they told him all the words of Joseph, which he had said unto them. And when he saw the wagons which Joseph had sent to carry him, the spirit of Jacob, their father, revived. I really want to emphasize that today. And this is in Genesis 45, 27. And they told him all the words of Joseph. They come to Jacob. Told him all the words of Joseph. And when he saw the wagons that Joseph had sent to carry him, the spirit of Jacob, their father, was revived. And in verse 28, and Israel said, it is enough. Jacob said, it is enough. Joseph, my son, is yet alive. And I will go and see him. Before I die. See, when they showed up to Jacob with all these gifts, when they continued to sell on, when they continued to press on, it was proof of, jo of Joseph's existence. The change of clothing, the wagons that revived a weary Jacob and brought him to a palace to live as royalty. But what I want to talk about is those gifts and wagons and everything, they was transported by just ordinary people. Ordinary people who was determined, no matter what happens, I will not fall by the way. No matter what comes against me, I will sell on. You know what God's looking for? You know what God's looking for more than anything else right now? He's looking for commitment and perseverance. He's looking for people, men and women of God, who can weather the storm, who can be truly committed, and who can persevere. The instruction to the church here at the end of 2019, stepping into 2020, is the same instruction that Joseph gave to his brothers in our text this morning. I've given you gifts. I've given you a change of raiment. I've given you food and, and, and caravans to, to take back to a world that doesn't even believe I'm alive. And my only instruction to you is this. See that you fall not by the way. Come on, somebody. You will encounter persecution, brothers and sisters, but sell on. You will encounter problems, sons and daughters of God, but sell on. You will encounter criticism by other brothers and sisters in Christ. But don't let that break you. Let him make you and sell on. Some days is going to be boring, but sell on. Some days are going to be perilous, but sell on. Some days are going to be filled with storms and the wind's going to be blowing you and it's going to be all you can do to stand, but stand and sell on. Brothers and sisters, I leave you with this. I pray this and I speak this into your life. See that you fall not by the way. If you continue to sell on, 
in the middle of adversity, in the middle of circumstances, in the middle of situations. One thing I can promise you is the enemy will come to attack when you begin to act. When you begin to act for the King of Kings and the Lord of Glory, the enemy will come to attack. It's not going to be cotton candy and candy canes. We serve a big, big God, and we got an adversary who, like a roaring lion, is seeking whom he may to devour, but he's seeking us with no teeth. He don't have no teeth. He's got a bark, but no bite unless we give it to him. So listen to me this morning. If you've ever listened to a preacher from Maine to Spain, listen to what I'm saying this morning. This isn't of bark, but this is of God. See that you fall not by the way, because when you accept my son Jesus Christ into your life you become holy righteous and redeemed and he who the son sets free is free indeed God bless you